Uh, yes, I am ready. Okay. All right. Welcome to the Well Actually podcast. I'm your host, Toju. Uh, thank you for listening, however you may be listening. I remember the podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And videos of the podcast are available on YouTube. So this week, we're going to do a year in review wrap-up uh, 2019. And I am joined by my very good friend, Precious. Say hi to everybody, Precious. <laughs> Why are you looking at me that way? Hi, guys. My name is Precious. Hello. Hope you're doing good. I'm doing good. Did, did you want, like, a, a more extravagant uh, introduction there? No, I'm, you know, That's... I'm, I'm modest, so, you know. Whatever you give to me, I'll take. Do you, do you want me to start this thing over and give you a more Khaleesi type of introduction? If that's what you want. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, so we we just wanted to get through a bunch of stuff that really stuck out throughout the year. And, uh, well, needless to say, 2019 was a really crazy year. It was It was an eventful year. It was a year of growth for a lot of people in some ways. It was a year of... I don't know. I don't want to say retardation, but like, Decline, going, yeah. Demise. And, uh, backwardness. And, thank you. Okay. Look, you have a thesaurus here. Okay. Yeah. So there was Sadness. a lot. Oh, okay. All right. She's not done. All right. Is, is there anything else you want to get out of your system? No. That, that, that was it. That's you it. good? Okay. Just helping out. All right. Appreciate that. See, I, I, I knew you were going to be helpful. All right. So, uh, First part of the news and notes that I wanted to get to was a whole bunch of uh, Black Girl Magic. Uh, we had first time that was Miss USA, Miss Teen USA, uh, Miss World, Miss Universe, all black. Whoop, whoop. And uh, yeah, shout out to all of them. I'm, I'm not even going to try to pronounce any names right now because these women deserve just uh, all good things and me butchering their names. She's not one of them. Yeah, so, but but uh, shout out to Tosin. Yeah, she was, uh, you know... Miss Nigeria at the, uh, was that, I think at Miss World. And, mm-hmm. you know, she was just, she was full of support for uh, Miss South Africa, who ended up being Miss World. And, of course, Miss Nigeria Universe, who also was full of support for Miss Jamaica. So, you know, Nigerians, you know, even if we can't win it, we're there to support. Sometimes. Some Sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Unless enough. Yeah, that, we won't even get into that. And uh, shout out to Cardi, though, you know. She, she did all the speaking for us, but all right. And then uh, another thing that was fairly current, but it kind of struck a chord with a bunch of people was, well, did you see what happened with Lizzo at the Laker game? Yeah. And all right, for those who aren't aware, Lizzo, the, the artist, is she Grammy nominated? I believe she was Grammy nominated. And then she won. She's won a couple of awards. Like, yeah, that. But that. Whew, that was that. We'd even discuss that. Yeah. yeah, her winning over Ari Lennox, and but you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pit two black women against each other. But in this case, she was in. She was at a Laker game, sitting fairly close to the front, and the camera got on her, and she stood up and she danced, twerked. Something was going on there, and her dress was a cutout of her. Her what? Her um, her butt showing. <laughs> okay, yeah. So her, yeah. They were pretty sizable cheeks, but they were exposed regardless. And it sort of started up this firestorm of, of takes, hot takes of she should know better or that was immodest, it was inappropriate, whatever, whatever. And then some people came back with, 
but yeah, like if you look directly on the court, there's like cheerleaders who are wearing even less than that. So then where does the line go? And then it became, oh, okay, but then is it really about the immodesty or the fact that Lizzo is, uh, you know, a, a big fine? And <laughs> I mean, you yeah, say a big fine. yeah, that's the classification. Like, I, I didn't want to say BBW, but yeah, she's, you know, she's voluptuous. Size. Yeah. It's okay to say no, no, no. I was just I I, I didn't think uh <laughs> I didn't think big fine was like derisive or anything. I thought No, it's I very, think that's actually um, a term of, I thought that was like a term of endearment. Like it's a category that um, fine? Yeah. I mean, it I've like seen I've someone s- would say when they're trying to like No, but I've seen I've seen them like, self-identify that way. Big fine? Yeah. Uh, I guess. Maybe I just end up in like some weird corners of the internet and I see these things. I don't mm-hmm. We're not going to get into I that. I believe that part of We're it, not going to get that into that. part is very truthful. The, so back to Lizzo and <laughs> and what happened. So it was... So when I saw it initially, like, of course, being a guy, I'm like, hey, what's the big deal? Like, people are just telling her it was inappropriate. And then, you know, I keep my timeline curated in a way where it's just people that whose, whose opinions I value. And, like, I try to keep toxic stuff away because, like, you step outside and there's toxicity everywhere. So I saw something that my homegirl posted and it sort of like, it sort of like tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, hey, you just listen a bit and see what people are like, like read between the lines. Yeah, because it's like, I might see things like, oh, that's no big deal. And then someone who's a little bit more like personally attached or has a personal stake to it could like, you know, bring some sort of, uh, bring some sort of enlightenment to the issue. And what she said was, sure, people also bring up, like, the time Drea, I think, went out when, like, some something very risque, where it's, like, pantyhose, but, like, cut out at the butt cheek area. And it's like, oh, p- yeah, sure, people pointed it out, but a couple of days later, it was done. But meanwhile, Lizzo, like, not only is the volume of the backlash is getting significantly higher, but, like, the intensity and the vitriol that's being attached to it is, like, you can't say this is an apples to apples comparison, and I think today it's just a situation of where people always feel like it's always either or. Mm. It can be both things at the same time, you know. It can be a situation where people f- like this is inappropriate. I mean, if Rihanna had won something like that, it would still be outrageous, but not as much as you know with Lizzo. Mm. So there has to be like, and I also feel like there's an element of fat phobia going on so that that was another so thing she mentioned yeah. true at the same time i do yeah. i i i mean i i didn't like the dress the the whole i think it was a shirt um but my fashion choices doesn't mean that i'm going to like kill someone over the head over their fashion choices so i feel like both things were true at the same time but in situations like this especially conversations on twitter it's always like you have to go towards this end or go towards that end of it. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was the thing that stuck out to me because she was saying, sure, there can be balance in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, sure, it was inappropriate. Nobody's disputing that. Mm-hmm. But then the way people were coming at Lizzo, or it was sort of like Lizzo was being held up as this. Like, when you see people talk about things in public, like, it's rarely just about that person. It's right. sort of how they feel about a larger topic. And uh-huh. it's like, okay, like, how dare this fat person be confident enough to go out and do this? Like, how dare you? Like, exactly. 
But, you know, uh, everybody's going to come back and say, hey, no, I'm just doing this in the name of decency. Even though the Laker girls are literally dancing in boy yeah. shorts <laughs> and tank tops. But I guess that one is sort of expected. You know what you're getting at a Laker game with Laker girls because they're like the fabric of the Lakers. No, but because that's been normalized. So you can also say that Lizzo is trying to normalize people dressing like this. It doesn't always have to be just because she's a plus size woman. She has to, every statement she makes is a situation where it just applies to big girls or plus size women. Maybe she's trying to, you know, normalize dressing however you want. You know, if you know that your kids are sensitive, keep them at home or whatever, you know. So. But, okay. So to that then, mm -hmm. if you know your kids are sensitive. So. Let's say it's a movie, music, there's ratings on it where it's like, okay, PG-13 rated R or whatever. But uh, a sporting event is something that typically is family friendly. Well, right? Okay, like, yes. mm -hmm. so whatever, like, you know exactly when the, the dancers are going to be on the floor. Mm -hmm. That's when there's a break in action. Okay. I don't, I don't think there's anything, I, <laughs> I don't think there's anything that could prepare you for a Lizzo twerk in a cutout dress, shirt, whatever. That you're like, okay, I knew I was coming to a Laker game. I did I not know, know I was, was going to see yes. cheeks. Yeah. But and that's why I said it's like it's not an either or situation. Like I understand the outrage. I do understand too. It's coming from a mixture of, you know, fat phobia. There's some people who actually mean well and are like, okay, this is a little bit too much for a family affair. So, like, there are different sides to it. It's complex. It's not just one thing. So it's okay. Those points are valid. Okay, I didn't. This is not what I signed up for. I'm used to having this, and all of a sudden, I'm getting this. So, I do understand that, but, like, they're different. What people need to understand is they're different arguments, and they're different. Both can be true at the same time. Different things can be true at the same time. Situations is not just either or. Things are complex. Yeah, so that's that's something I try to say on the podcast, that a lot of situations are not either or. They can be and. Mm -hmm. like, like you said, multiple things can be true at the same time, like... One doesn't stop the other from being true. All right. And uh, moving on to something. Well, I'm not sure a lot of people caught this, but so the Golden Globe nominations were released uh, a couple of days, maybe a week ago. And When They See Us was completely shut out in the categories for acting and for best uh, miniseries. And... <laughs> Like, so that means Gerald Jerome was like, he was, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to address this without like, it's going to come off as, oh, why, why aren't they acknowledging us? But this was clearly one of the best pieces of work put out throughout the year. Like, even with the SAG nominations, like the, his peers nominated him for the SAG Awards. That's the Screen Actors Guild. Mm -hmm. And th that show was completely cut out. That's the, in case anyone... I can't assume everyone knows, but there was an episode about it where it was a Netflix miniseries about the Central Park Five now being called the Exonerated Five. Yeah. And it was really powerful, really intense, really triggering for some because it's like, it might have been a fictionalization or a dramatization for people, but that is real life for a certain part of the audience or a certain part of the population. And the fact that that show was completely cut out i don't know are they tone deaf or are they just ignorant or are they just like okay we're just not going to give this any shine so we don't have to think about it i'm like 
am so tired of having this conversation. <laughs> I am so exhausted. And that's why I don't watch the Oscars anymore. I haven't watched it in a while. I think last time I watched it was when the hashtag Oscar So White mm. trended. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. First of all, they don't even get it right with a white movie. So mm. I, I'm not expecting them to get it right with black movies okay but it's just a situation where people look forward to this and and unfortunately we can't tell all black people you know just stop supporting the oscars you know let it go down fortunately it is a measure of good movies um quote unquote whatever that means at this point but it's a it's it's a it's sad it's sad that when they see us in get nominated there's no one that can see it and say this was not a good film, a good series, a good piece of work. But at this point, I don't. There's nothing else to say. I I think <laughs> they don't care about outrage at this point. It's just they don't care. They don't care. And I, I need people to realize that they don't care. It's not a situation where they don't see that it's good. Because now you cannot deny that the work is good. This is not a situation where we're saying, oh, representation. Just put any black movie. This is good work. So they don't. They just don't care. That's all. Okay, so to make matters worse, so a show that's not even, well, it had like a very black story arc, but it's not a quote unquote black show, but Watchmen on HBO, which many people would consider the best show of 2019. And honestly, it had the single best episode of 2019 and maybe in the last five years, maybe. <laughs> and that show was completely shut out as well. And I was like, are, is, was it just an afterthought or is it like people are just not recognizing good well like you said they get it wrong with the white shows too so exactly. we shouldn't even so we shouldn't even that. I just had to put it out there because in case anyone is looking for a phenomenal piece of work to watch yeah. Watchmen on HBO phenom- like the storytelling the use of flashback the use of CGI the performances all top notch and yeah I couldn't I couldn't uh, recommend it higher. Uh, so the last thing I wanted to get to in terms of news and notes or in terms of like the current thing, but it will lead us into sort of our year in review is uh, did you check your Spotify raps, your artist of the year, your song of the year, and then artist of the decade? First things first, if you use Apple Music, I'm just telling you, just, you know, drop that and come <laughs> on to Spotify. <laughs> Uh, yeah, take, now you're taking shots at <laughs> I'm just saying like we can talk about stuff like this with Spotify I don't think you guys can do that with Apple Music and it's just it's way better <laughs> now that they're paying me for it I hope they can pay me for this but yeah you, you, you think Spotify <laughs> will pay you for, for taking shots at, at Apple of course okay I mean in, in fairness most if of I the listeners most of the listeners to this podcast listen on Apple Podcasts so you know we don't want to oh yeah yeah you know yeah yeah we we appreciate you nonetheless get spotify yes get get spotify though yes you're telling the video okay yeah and tell the the video video. okay (laughs) so how do you want to do this you want to go through your top 10 or you want to go through the top five or Okay, I, I haven't like... checked mine yet, okay. so I'll be seeing it for the first time. Really? I just got like a glimpse because Soji just showed me where it was like two seconds of it and it was dope. Yeah, so um, you know, I'm, I'm just here to, you know, to help everybody out. Almost all Nigerian music, by the way. All right, so you, you want to go to your top five artists? 
I'm looking for where you showed me this. Okay, but I don't want to click on it because it's going to just... Okay, so you want to turn off the notifications then? Like, turn your sound all the way down? Okay. Because I think that would be the best way to do all it. Alright, let's see. Let's see this one. <laughs> no, because it won't... Because my... I can't... Just go it. to page six and then we'll see where... Because you just keep tapping next. Okay. Because I want... I want because oh, okay, number one is on page five, so wow, all right, so that's who, weird. All right, go your five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so my number one, no, 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 no you're going from five, five, all okay. Right. Ariel and Ox, okay, all right. Number four is Jules, okay, all right, sure. I don't believe this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> number three is Mr. Easy. I mean, okay. I listen to him, but not not for number three spot. Uh, number two is Burner Boy. All right, who's number one? Guess. I I the Queen. Is it really Beyonce? Really? Yes, On Beyonce. <laughs> really? Huh? Which is I weird, but yeah, I, most of her songs are not even on Spotify. That's what I was gonna say. Like, I guess I do. Wow. No, but I she, listen to it. But I remember she did like a dump on like. Was it her birthday or something like that? Well, a couple months ago. Yeah, she did. She released all of But also, oh. I think it's, it's because of the concert. I just remember that that came out oh, this year. The concert yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, album. And then the African album. The one with uh, the... Lion King? The Lion King one. Oh, okay. That's all why. Right. All right. That's why. Okay, so I'll mm -hmm. give you my top five artists. And I really don't agree. I, well, I agree with some of them. I, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. So my number five was Usher. Usher. Yes, because wow. I listened to that Confessions album like so today. You, uh, when I tell you don't something afterward, don't don't. I said there's much again to. Okay, we're number gonna talk four, about Toji's heartbreak today. There, okay. There's no heartbreak. All right, I promise. Number on. four is Khalid, not DJ Khaled. Khalid. Oh, uh, the R&B yeah, one. Okay. Uh -huh. Number three is the weird one, Anderson Park. Okay. I'm not even. I mean, I listened to Ventura and Malibu a bit, but I didn't realize it was gonna be. Up to that one. Mm. Number two is Ari Lennox. Yeah. Okay. All <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And number one. <laughs> I. If you don't say that, it's okay. Like, there's nothing short that's gonna surprise me. So just go. Wow. Uh, Scissor. Scissor. <laughs> yes. Number one was Scissor. Yep. Did she even release anything this year? She didn't. That's the thing. <laughs> wow. Her album came out in like 2016. She didn't want to I, I don't want to get into that right now. <laughs> it said I spent six hours listening to SZA. Not really. Six hours. Yeah, it was. Anyway. But guys, can we see a trend here? Okay, this is SZA. Ari Lennox was number two. Anderson Park, Khalid, and Usher. So now, this is a good segue. Who broke your heart? What are you dealing with, Toju? So, the Toju, thing is... come on. I'm the guest, okay? I ask the questions sometimes. Okay. But... Who broke my heart? Yeah. So nobody broke my heart, but I do typically gravitate towards female R&B singers. That's just, that's, that's always been the top of, that's always been what I, I don't know. Like, it's not really, that That doesn't, don't, don't, no, because, don't no, circle but your just way out of this question. Go, 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 listen you to, have Usher go there, listen to, go listen you have to Khalid control. there. But look at the top two. The second it doesn't one was matter, Arlenics. but the, and then you have Usher. That's yeah. three. So that's not the that's not the answer I was waiting for. Okay, don't we'll worry. Well, I'll, I'll explain it to you when we. All right. So now you want to get into your top ten songs? That might that might give you some more insight onto who you think broke my heart. I don't know, but guys, I think we need to know. Don't worry. There's time. That's fine. 
Okay, let's go back. Let me see. Sorry, guys. I'm just trying to navigate. I'm just now (laughs) seeing this. So, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a world citizen when it comes to your music, brother. Okay, all right. Uh We have a hater in the building. That's fine, guys. Uh-huh. 2020 is about rising above haters. Wow. Okay. Okay, Michelle Obama. And you, lo- <laughs> and you love the songs the most. Wait, I don't see the top 10. Okay, your top songs. Yeah, it should be 10 songs right there. Ma'am, you, you, you want me Am to I take past? a look? It's supposed to be on page 9. Oh, hold on. I'm not on page 9. It's supposed to be right after World Citizens. This is riveting content for the listeners, oh, I after bet. World Citizens. Why don't you say yours while I'm trying to... Mine mine is very weird. And a lot of it had to do with personal stuff. This, this is the one that comes after World Citizens. That's it right there. That was me fixing the situation yet again. Yeah, but this is an album. No, those are songs. Oh, okay, so... Okay, so top songs is Shea Butter Baby. That's Jerry your top Linux. 10. That's number 10, number one. Jerry. I don't know. It's just coming up as it goes. On the low, Burner Boy. Oh, so yeah. So it's going from one mm-hmm. to 10. Okay. So I guess My you start from Very doing you. I guess you start from number one then. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. All right. Go ahead. Number one is On the low, Burner Boy. Ah. I know. Doing you, Malik Berry. Ah. Uh-uh. Ego, Saz, and World. Okay. That's it. You that's it. Up. So that's 10? That's not 10, but I don't think it's... It's supposed to be 10. Well, I don't know. Okay. That's just anyway, me. I'll just give you mine. So my number 10, of course, uh, BMO, Ari Lennox. <laughs> that's my shit. Uh, Faint by Linkin Park. Yeah. Don't... that. That's it. It's part of my workout uh, playlist. Mm. Uh, Energy, Skepta, Whiskid. Adore Remix, uh, Mayo Kung. David O, Kitty, Amaka, Tsubaba, and Peruzzi. Since when? I, hey! Wow. Ma'am, it's a year Jesus year Christ. end. Uh, number five, I got five on it. You can thank uh, us. Five. Yeah, the Us soundtrack. I keep forgetting there's a video here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know doing the crisps. Then number four, Toast by Coffee. Okay. So number three, this one it's not because I was just listening to it. I was I created a video for my friend that got married, mm. so I was using the audio for this song in the video I created. Mm. So that's "Excess Love" by Mercy Chingwo. So it's it's <laughs> Jesus, you love me too. That one anyway. Oh. Yeah, and then number two, "Do Maybe Verma." It, it's it's. I'll, I'll play it for you during the break. You, mm. you can make up your mind. No, I know it's a Christian song. Yeah. And it's so freaking weird. But it's the intro to my workout list. My workout playlist. Let's hear but it. then I play it regularly. So song pops up. Be like, oh, it's my workout song. I, I'll show you during, I'll show you during the, the break. How you work out to the song? No, I'll show you the song on my playlist. Mm-hmm. This one that you're, you're questioning me in public. I okay. I don't understand what's going on. But it's... uh sit up here. No, that that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> that is not. So <laughs> it's the it's the I got five on it tethered remix from okay. us. That's the dun dun like mm-hmm. the one I was in the preview. So that that was my number one song of the year. Mm. Weird, I know, but yeah. All right. So now 
you want to get into your what, song or artist of the decade? I'm not even sure how it's set up now. Take a wild guess. It's going to be Beyonce? No. What? How? Burn a boy. Burn a boy over Beyonce. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. That's disappointing. That's not disappointing. That's disappointing. What are you talking about? You just finished calling her the queen and now... She is the queen. Then it doesn't mean that she, she's just my artist <laughs> That she can't be second place? She's my one lucky artist. One lucky artist was mm. your number one, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Actually, no. Your artist of the decade. Yes, Brenna Boy. Okay. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. Whatever. We've been so lucky to share. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, 2019 wrapped is... Is wrapped. Yeah, so go so go back a couple pages to fourteen. It'll show you your artist artist of the year and song of the year along the way. So this is what I wanted to tell you about Usher. Confessions Part Two was my song of the year for two years in a row. Jesus Christ! And the Confessions album was my so naturally my artist of the decade was Usher. Wow. Yeah. Oh, this keeps going if you let it go. I just keep yeah. skipping it. Tisk, tisk. <laughs> so did, did you see who it was for the last five years? Top songs, um, Before You Wake Up. Top artist, Beyonce. I didn't know it said that. Which year was that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, 2018 on the road, top song. No, it, that's what I'm saying. It, it plays on. Oh, so it goes all the way backwards? Yeah, so see? 28th and then 2019 top song before you wake up top artist Beyonce for 2019. Well, it didn't show you. It didn't show you 2014 and the rest. No, uh, I guess on bo- the next up one. Bootleg. Sure. Okay. Bootleg. Boy, bye. Yeah, my 20. My top song of 2014 was "Fill Me In" for some reason by oh Craig God. David. Yeah. By Craig David. <laughs> Told you. Hey man, I like hey classic. God. Please. Actual Toji's friend that he talks to, I don't know what he does with his time, but check up on him. Something my, is going on here. Should I tell you what my top song of 2016 was? Oh, no, I don't want to hear this. It was Creep by TLC. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, on, on that note, we're just going to take a break here, and then we'll be right back. Boom, boom. I got mm on it.
All right, we're back. Uh, I'm here with Precious. All right, so now uh, switching gears a little bit, uh, I wanted to get into some things that were pretty prevalent throughout 2019. And the first one is how brands and how, I don't even want to call them trolls, but how people essentially use black outrage as currency to either further their own personal like agendas or to get their brands out there. And is that something that you also witnessed this year? Precious. Huh? I'm talking to you. <laughs> you're looking at me like I'm talking to myself. Because yeah, I was looking at you like, what are you looking at me for? That's what happens when you're having a conversation. <laughs> no, because you were looking so intensely. I was like, wait, what is he looking at? Wait, oh, you thought I was calling you a troll? No, I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Oh I wasn't accusing God. you of doing it. Jeez. I'm sorry. Wow. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. What was the question? Well, I, I got to repeat the question. Do you do you believe brands were tripping by using black outrage as currency? Like they were just doing things specifically to get black people mad. Well, brands are gonna do whatever they want to. Well, whatever they have to do to get a certain like business or traffic or um, attention to their brands. It's just that black people, we've just. I'm not sure what is going on at the moment, but I feel like everyone now is just on this outrage train. And sometimes, you know, it's needed. There are a lot of things to be angry about. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Like, as a black person in America, there's lots of things to be angry about. But now it's just every single thing is being dissected and 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 talked about and analyzed and brands know that now so once they get like your name in their mouth you know there's going to be like a two days of trending and talking about it and threatening cancel culture and that they said no publicity is bad publicity so at the end of the day they get the promotion they need and people who always threaten to cancel the brand never actually follow up because most of the time it's not even something to cancel the brand about if you're being frank with yourself it's like okay they made a mistake you can call them out on that mistake and still be like i'm truthful to myself i'm not gonna stop going to so do you have do you have an example of that like i know the most the most glaring one that comes to mind for me is one about gucci where they were telling everyone to boycott for three months Right. I mean, like, I, what exactly I, is that? So, like, because like, I think when Ti, we talked about Ti on this podcast before, but when Ti mentioned it, what his thing was, the reason why he gave it such a finite, uh, such a finite uh, timeline was, he wanted like for their quarter earnings, like quarterly earnings, to reflect mm-hmm. the boycott. I'm like, yeah, I I guess in theory that makes sense, but. It's sort of like, okay, everyone's like, all right, we good, we good, we, we're no longer angry with them, okay, so I can go back to buying that. And he also picked like a luxury brand where it's like the average person can't even afford, afford it in the first place. So it's like, yeah, I can say I'm boycotting Gucci. I'm like, yeah, right. I also don't own a single thing made Gucci. from Gucci. So it's like, yeah, I've been boycotting them for 30 years, man. What, right. what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it's also like, why do they only seem to like, always pick something that would af- offend the black community? Like we don't see because these... of the black community because because okay so black 
black Twitter is like the Twitter you want to be in. If you want a product to sell, you want to get into black Twitter. Um, so, of course, if they're trying to get into black Twitter, it's to target things that black people are going to talk about. So, you're saying these brands are essentially trolling now? Of course. So, but is that... <laughs> that is kind of... that's. That's messed up. No, it's so, not. What, so when you look at it from a profit stance, it's not because no, because brand you have to understand brands are there for one thing to make a profit. Yeah, they want to turn. But then a profit. they also want brand loyalty. That's how they turn you from a customer to like a returning customer. That's the thing, though. Like, what are black people loyal to? Mm, that is that's a that's a heavy question. You get like it's especially if it's like brands that we already go to. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. I know that. Okay, so let me not start. No, no, go, go like, with, No, go where like, you're okay, going. So for example, so black men and black women. Mm, okay, we approach the, <laughs> the okay. topic very differently. Uh, okay, let's see where you go. Black going. women do. I think they do for an extent. Are more. Um, I'm trying to pick my words yeah. very wisely. Yeah, yeah. But we follow through a little bit more when it comes to, you know, boycotting things. Are 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 you yeah. sure about that? Yes. Because I, I, if if you want if you'd like to go there, we could also go to like these a lot of these shops that you get like your hair products from are typically not owned by black folks. No, no, no. So no, no, not, no, no, wait, not wait. that. So, okay, so first of all, let mm-hmm. me let, let okay. me land. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so why I, I brought up this was because of black loyalty. Mm-hmm. So if there are brands that, uh, for, for, for this topic, that black women already, like, are loyal to, quote-unquote, like, for example, Shea, Shea Moisture, there was a time that they had an, there was this whole situation, I can't even remember what it was, that's how. I think it, I think it, was, it had something, it depicted like a white woman in the yes it was a commercial yes black women were so this is a this is a this is something they're already quote-unquote loyal to the brand was trying to diversify exactly and then black women withdrew their support and then you see like they took steps but that then that was like two years ago then they took steps to like bring black women back into the to the whole conversation you know going to youtube stars and like trying to They've made steps towards correcting what had happened. But do you think that that was a misstep? Like you, like you said, like the point of any brand or any company is profit. Like they were trying to increase the number of people they could profit from, but and not not at the expense of losing what they already have. But they didn't stop making that product for black women. They, they didn't. They yeah. didn't. But the 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 conver- the problem at the first place was they were tr- they were prioritizing white buyers then black it wasn't a situation where they were they were trying to diversify they were moving away from catering to black women so when to, when you say moving away did they stop making the products for black they people? didn't but they started they making ads um um targeting yeah, like they don't white have people to, like we got you already we don't have to we don't no, have no, to no, reach no, out no, to you no, anymore no you no, got no, me but yeah, you have to, that's that's mm-hmm. why i'm talking about brand loyalty you yeah. got me but you mm-hmm. have to keep me there uh. You Don't, have to so, keep me so there. So then, you, when we're saying okay, brands, and this is a lesson to Nigerian men, you got me, but you gotta keep wow, me there. Wow, 
How did we? Let's just okay. Let's get back. How are we, we catching stray bullets or, uh, from Shea Butter? What? What? Yeah, we just you know we have to any way we can. We just connect the whole thing. You know. This is this is this is. <laughs> but okay. this goes back to what I'm talking about in reference to brand loyalty. There mm-hmm. in there isn't a lot of things that that black people have the power like have the power to show that okay we can affect your business we can affect your money there are very little things like for example that's what she chain moisture is one of those things where their their primary market is black women and we're able to kind of show our power in that situation but for a lot of things that we're saying we're going to cancel we don't even have majority voice in that where we can show power in in the sense of like a shame moisture situation Hmm. yeah so the i don't see the thing is i don't disagree i don't disagree at all Mm -hmm. but when it comes to like non-black brands where it's like luxury brands or just brands in general where they see all right you know what we're going to stoke the fire a bit where we're going to say something controversial put out an ad campaign specifically the way they know that it's going to agitate or anger the black community. And I don't know if it's deliberate. Some are saying it's deliberate. Like, and if you say so, I, I'm, I, I won't be the one to disagree with you. And some are saying it's also a fact. It's like a, it's a repercussion of the fact that there's no, there's no diversity in their boardrooms. There's no diversity in even in, even amongst the people making the decisions. But they can change that. That is something yeah. they can change. But that's something they could do more easily. Like, yeah, that's what, what I'm saying. So yeah. it's not it's it's so, not but then a situation these places, where but then these places um, still aren't. It's like, not deliberate because they don't have black people in the boardroom. It's deliberate because they don't have black people in the boardroom. So, so that's why so, they can so make is, mistakes so, like that. So this that. is a chicken and egg thing. For exactly. You, where it's so, like, okay, so is it deliberate in that there's they no, don't, black no black person to tell them? Okay. Is it deliberate that they they don't have any black person in the mm. in the boardroom? And why I feel like it's deliberate either or is that, like I said, black people, no matter how much we we think that you know the country is changing, black people we don't make that much of the United States population. Mm, yeah, well, about so when it comes to like yeah. brands like um, what's the one Ti was Gucci. Black people are not their primary market in the first place. I mean, we buy stuff. We do. Don't get me wrong. We buy stuff, we're, but we are the number one billboard. I'll say that. But like, if white people chose to continue to support it, they they won't feel it exactly. Yeah. So that's why they can afford to you know run the black outrage train and then still step back, and white people are still going to keep buying products from them, and then they've gotten the publicity they want. Mm. Because believe it or not, America is in a, in a point where people are tired. People are tired of every time, oh, I can't get this. There's like, you can't get Starbucks, you can't get you can't get um, a shaving stick because some, like you can't even keep up with all the things that we're canceling. So no one is listening to you saying, oh, don't go to Gucci anymore. So where am I gonna go? That person too is racist. That person too has done shit. So do you I feel then right? that yeah, yeah? So do you <laughs> after you curse like twenty times? Okay. Well, yeah. So do you feel like then this whole cancellation, this whole cancel culture is more performative then? Yes. Like it's just it's, it's all about saying you're canceling than actually doing the canceling. Yes, because most of the time people are on Twitter that are talking about canceling, they never even. <laughs> They they never even bought stuff from the from the person in the first place, or they don't have the power to say they're canceling the person. Do you understand? 
Like, it's like when Daniel Caesar, um, I, I don't know what he said, and people were like, Yeah, they, they canceled um, him quick. I think it had something to do with Yes Jules. But it's like people, that. you don't even listen to his music in the first place. So, like, like exactly how is this going to affect this guy? <laughs> like, the, the number one example for me was Kanye West when everyone was canceling Kanye. It's when, like even the most woke people that work exact in woke, quote unquote. The most old people were still finding all these like loopholes to keep listening to Kanye West. And I'm like, but then I'm looking at myself like, I don't even, I'm not, I don't listen to Kanye West like on my own. Maybe on the radio. I, if, like I, a gold honestly, digger I song changed, comes I, changed, and I, I literally changed the station when Kanye West comes. Like, I don't listen to him. So me telling my friends, what the hell, cancel him is like, okay, you don't even have, <laughs> you don't have a crown to, to stand on. And my friends are like, oh no, I'm going to listen to like the, um, when you download the songs illegally or whatever, it's not gonna put money in his pocket. Yeah, it's but, like yeah. all these loopholes just to keep listening to this person that you said you were going to stop listening to. Like uh, it's, it's a matter, out. it's a matter of principle, really, because like for you to cancel it, like for you to take a stand in that regard, it has to mean something. It has to cost you something. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people aren't willing to go that extra step. A lot of people don't know it's supposed to no, cost you something. So you don't think? So you think cancellation is just about the public show of it? That's what they think it is. Uh. Because people are like, oh, it's just like when Chick Fil A did some said they were supporting this gay. Um, they still, they still. Are anti- yeah. yeah, and then people are like, oh no, I'm not gonna stop eating at Chick Fil A. Where am I gonna eat? Blah blah. blah. It's supposed to. It's supposed it's to supposed- cost you something. It's not supposed to be convenient. Yeah. So, so I'm glad Jackie brought up Chick-fil-A because uh, the whole chicken sandwich thing popped off with Popeye's. Mm-hmm. And the way Popeye's, that chicken sandwich, like, grew in, like, notoriety, mm-hmm. there was nothing offensive about it at all. It was yeah. just the product, and it was, I don't know if they reached out to influencers or, like, really It was popular, Black Twitter. But it was through Black Twitter. And it yeah. wasn't in a way that was like, okay. It was generic. Let's call them niggers and see how they act about it. Or see, exactly. No, it was just... A product that resonated with people. But do you understand why, like, brands now would do everything to be able to be in black Twitter's conversation? But then, the thing is, there are some brands that actually do get canceled. And the fact is, you probably don't know about it because you just never hear about those brands again. So that's it. That, but that's that's what the point I'm trying to make is you're not even, they're not even in your consciousness anymore mm. because they they you know they they crossed one line and then like okay, like um what's uh Chrisette Michelle? She performed. But that's what I'm saying. But then, no, but, this but, why, but this is a conversation of black black women. Black women are Chrisette Michelle's primary market. Yeah, but then and when she, a black woman, she she stepped she stepped and she she felt she was doing something subversive. Yes. And she got canceled, even though because she because when us... black women cancel you and they're your primary market, <laughs> you're canceled. I don't see. I'm how just yeah. saying. I don't see. How... She gave us Aston Martin music, and you I'm people canceled saying. her. Canceled and like all she, and she wasn't do... even that popular in the first place. But then, and she then... just got... she she didn't endorse the man. She just collected a check. That was it. That was... That's all it took. I I, I see. That's why. Shout out to black it. women out there. You guys are dope. You guys are queens. You guys are wonderful. And you know, keep being you. Okay. So, but aren't those black women too still listening to Kanye? No. I mean, his last album didn't it debut at number one. His church service. First Sunday of all, service? Kanye's Kanye's market is half white. Yeah, the other half Half is... white teenage boys. And the other half is... Black men. <laughs> no. I seriously... I, I really men, hope not. Black men. I, I, I'm sorry. I've listened to one Kanye album. 
Okay, but Ever. I can tell you black men will die for Kanye West. Ah. Just saying. Just, wow. Okay. Just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm not coming I, I for think, y'all, I think, but... I think we've dedicated <laughs> enough time to Kanye. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> but yeah. So, the thing about black outrage and not only how it's been commodified, but then how it's it's been used as fodder for art now. So it's like mm. when so the thing that separates like stuff like when they see us from like other like it's even being put in the same box as like trauma porn or like black trauma as a genre. Mm. So it's like even when you bring up like Twelve Years a Slave or right. movies of that ilk where it's like, okay, it's just black pain being put on screen. And in the last episode we sort of discussed that where it's like don't these stories actually deserve to be told as well? Like and which I don't want, I don't want to touch too much on because we're going to talk about movies in a in a couple. I don't want to give it away. But no, no, we can we can we can go okay, into it now. So like this whole idea of I'm African, so I don't want to be insensitive to the voice, like African American voices that keep saying, you know, we're tired of black trauma, we're tired of black pain being, you know, shown, but. This is America. <laughs> I keep saying it. This is America. As a black person in America, that's black pain. Mm. And it's hard not to to tell movie makers, filmmakers that, oh, okay, you know, just disregard this experience that makes up majority of your experience just so I can have what I I want, which is, and 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 that and that's the thing about the, goes back to the argument about it's not either or. I understand we want we want movies that are beautiful and are sweet, and we see ourselves like winning the end, but that's not America's story. So, see, all right. So, so you, I get what you're saying, and to that point, remember before we started the podcast, we're like naming the movies mm-hmm. that came out, like black movies, like mm-hmm. blickety black movies that came out this year. And majority of them were movies that depicted like black pain, like that centered on black pain. Mm. So it's like sure, like the experience of black folks in America like deals with pain, anguish, uh, apprehension, dealing with police. But like seventy five percent of the movies, sh- like should like w- should those movies then be only black pain? Like isn't there isn't there no. room for isn't there room for balance? Like okay, right. you're gonna tell this story where it's like okay either a slave movie police brutality or in some weird way we got us made which was just jordan peele flexing because of mm-hmm. the strength of get out mm-hmm. well so, us so, wasn't a black pain movie no no that's what i'm saying so yeah. that, like that was and like know, on the other, stru- other movie i remember there was a movie with Issa Rae and um this girl that is oh uh, yeah so it was like it was like big like a big uh freaky friday yeah but thing. a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't go for that but it no it so the thing is it it was profitable it was, it profitable, was profitable but wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't as, it, but it then it wasn't a blockbuster because mm-hmm. like the 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 budget for the movie itself was pretty minimal mm-hmm. and then the pro- the budget for like advertising was minimal right. but the movie itself was profitable like it significantly outperformed its budget mm-hmm. so that is actually a success story yeah so like i i know the movie that's the one that had uh regina was it regina, regina king regina king yeah yeah and then she became um marseille martin something like that yeah that's she was actually the producer of the movie 
So yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but it's like, okay, so you're showing up. Okay, if you let's say you're determined to depict like depict black life in America, mm-hmm. it like it's not every day. It's not every day one person's life is, even though there's the fear of dealing with the police, but like. It could just be like you you're going to school and like but I think falling this, in love see, and shit like I that. I think this this goes back to a privilege that white people in America have that black people don't have. Mm-hmm. They have the privilege of going to you know they have this oh that, that was opportunity Re- Regina Hall different, not Regina King um, my bad yeah. oh yeah, yeah Hall yeah. yeah they have opportunities to have all these different opportunities in the film world. They're able to, you know, do movies just because we have to, when we are calling out movies that are being made, we have to show empathy for filmmakers, black filmmakers trying to make movies in Hollywood. Because first things first, Hollywood is there to make money. True. Okay. There aren't that many filmmakers, and when you're trying to pitch, you have to go through hell and back. See, I don't. I don't think the. Just, I don't think the beef is with the filmmakers, though. Like it's no, but people are calling out the filmmakers. It's just really? like with Quinn and Slim, people are calling out the filmmakers for not doing a good job of depicting like of depicting the movies or using pain or using black. Really? Pain. Yes. Did you see all the reviews about? So okay. So I. I so that. That's actually something we, we touched on, but I don't. Is that more of is that more of the the, the filmmaker itself, or is that more of a, like a state of the union of the film industry in general? But as I'm saying, it's it's a system. That's what people need to understand. It's a system. Just because the face of the system is a black person doesn't mean that black person has all the control of what's going on in the movie. Mm. Or how there are people who have to to uh, um, invest in the movies. Those people have to like the story. And at this point, those are the stories that they think are going to make them money. And I get it. I get saying, okay, okay, it's enough. And I like it because when investors see that this is what black people are saying, we're tired of these movies, maybe they can take an opportunity to invest in, in movies that are happy. But then even us as the consumers, when movies like that are made, we have to go out, and that's why I'm really, really excited for the photograph. I think everyone should go see it. That's the kind of movie, Black Love, I'm hoping. But still, I think the photograph also has a certain kind of black pain, but it's not specific but, but to being yeah, black. It, yeah, so it's it's just pain associated pain with romance. With romance, yeah. It's not, yeah. Not like but like, let's go support, folks, like, yeah. let's support movies like that. So investors see, oh, okay, this can also make us money. Not just slavery movies or not just police brutality movies. But then also consumers, we need to be, and I, and I keep saying it, we need to show more empathy towards black filmmakers. Hmm. I think that because of the scarcity of black movies, once one black movie comes, we all want to dissect and... And destroy and show our our intellectual prowess and <laughs> and like the way Queen and Slim, the reviews and how they really completely and then people were like, don't even go see the movie. Really, it got that it got that serious. You need to see Twitter. They were like, <coughs> and I get it. Like when I watch the movie, I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to spoil the movie. Don't, but please don't. There's an actual scene of a protest i felt like you know that maybe could have been handled better mm. but that's a conversation to have not a conversation of don't go see the movie 
Okay, and so, that was the conversation that's being so, had. So, I, so what I'm hearing is the the reviews to black movies are very extreme. Yes. So it's like. We can't say do better. We just say uh, don't go see. Yeah, it. and people are like, I'd rather go see Frozen. <laughs> really? Another no, like, another I another was Frozen reviews like, on reviews on reviews and YouTube videos on, and like we're so hard on our people. Like we completely forget the system that is in place that makes it so hard for them to even actually get out this work for this work to be put out, and you're completely telling mm. people to go see Frozen instead of seeing wow. the movie. <laughs> like that is, that and is... and this culture of like. Once you don't like one thing, like you destroyed the entire product, is not even, it's not even realistic. It's not realistic. You cannot go through the world like that because you're not perfect. Products fail. There are certain things, but if the majority of the product is good and you just have this one tweak of the product, you can work on tweaking the product, not throwing mm-hmm. away the entire product. And and it's really sad that it's black people at the forefront of that conversation. So there's there's another movie that came out, which was like, a, it was supposed to be a, a Harriet Tubman biopic. But, <gasps> but that is one where I feel like the whole don't go see this mm-hmm. actually like was beneficial because the way the story was told is like they tried to turn this into some sort of romance thing where the white man was the savior. And I'm like, but in, the white man the savior. I haven't seen it. No, no, but that's that's that that. But that's like from a. Did like, you see it? No, but see, that's the thing. That was from. These are from like actual neutral perspectives. Whereas like what neutral perspective? Where like the like this this is this is a review where like they give you a little rundown of it. Where it's mm-hmm. like the white man is one who rescues her. Of all people, Harriet Tubman, like a story of literally you could have done that with anybody else's story, but not of no damn Harriet I didn't Tubman. Watch it. I didn't watch the movie um, just because I thought <laughs> from yeah. the beginning it was just handled. I didn't like, I just I didn't there appeal was nothing to me. Just, was, it, it, yeah. But then, so, but then it was like, okay, people like, you know what? Black movie. We'll give it a chance. And like. But people didn't give it a chance. No, they, no, they did. No, Harriet? No, no. I don't think they, so. No, they did. Because even before the movie came out, there was already a conversation about foreign blacks portraying uh, that, that, that's always, African-Americans. That's, that's, that's and, always going to be a thing. But, but then the, for no, Queen because, and Slim, that conversation started. So no, no, no. a lot of people didn't go see the movie Be- because, because of, that, of that. That as well. Because of um, Daniel, Daniel? Kaluuya yeah. and the the girl. I think her grandmother is from. Well, she's she's British also, but like her grandmother is from the Barbados or something. And people were like, "This is a foreign black." So already <laughs> a part, <laughs> a subset. You know the subset. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Subset of you know yeah, okay. <laughs> black people you didn't even go say, see but, the movie. In a first place mm. even before it came out they were already like talking about it and then some people have a problem with the producer lena and it was well, I, th- like, I thought she was i thought she actually said something that stoked those fires a bit about the non i guess non she said non- she said she 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 thinks that it's okay well she said she feels like it's okay for I don't want to misquote her, but in essence, she was like, Daniel was good for the role because okay. she saw, she thought Daniel could play the role. It wasn't about um, being African or being African American. He fit the role. He should play the role. Oh, okay. So I, because what, what I, my understanding about it was that she said something to the effect of he shouldn't be like, but I, that kind of seems counterintuitive. Like, why would she say that about her own film? Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying, but. Uh, in but 
to move this discussion along, uh, and in uh, interest of fairness, there was also a Tyler Perry movie that came out this year. Uh, Madea's Madea did something, and Madea got paid. So I. There are good. There are there are movies with black movies with good endings. We just don't like those movies with good so, endings. I'm not even going to go into the merit of Tyler Perry movies because I'd rather, like me personally, I'd rather discuss Tyler Perry, the businessman Tyler Perry, the. Why not? The, the I feel like of, there's the a demographic of, for his movies. No, ab- no, absolutely. There's a huge no, demographic. That's not, that's for not his debatable movies. at all. Exactly. Because, I just like, so. We we actually had an episode regarding Tyler Perry, mm-hmm. and you know his movies have grossed over a billion dollars. Of course, a billion dollars. Of course, because all of us like to pretend like we don't have mothers and fathers and <laughs> that billion, sit down and, and watch a movies. A billion. Yes, there is a market for it. There and is this is and this is off off about twenty movies. So it's not like he's just putting out like a hundred. Like tw- did you yeah. see his studio? You don't. Yeah. You so don't then buy the, that the, if you're not making money. So, and so that's the thing. So mm-hmm. I can't I can't talk to, like I'm not his demographic or maybe i'm just not uh, the whole media thing it's like it's like oh women only funny if men are doing the action like it but it's like you know there's a we're conversation not gonna, about that yeah but at say. the same time is a, a, a situation where but but then that's that's been his thing from the beginning exactly. and he's staying true to it mm-hmm. so i can understand that but me personally, isn't Medea dead now anyway? Uh, so there it was like a more? family for funeral or something. Yeah, so but did. probably at the end she came back. Man, she did. I don't. I don't know. You're asking me. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't know what you do in your spare time. Told I did, you. I Maybe you binge on Medea. I don't judge. Like, come I, on. I'd rather go to sleep. But yeah, uh, and then oh, there was also the movie. Pretentious as black people. You know what? That's okay. I will watch a Medea movie. I like. Have um, you watched any Medea movies? Uh-huh. Um, no, I'm 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 hearing a lot of silence. Have you watched the Medea movie? I have. Which one? I don't know the name. Oh, oh, that, but that the helps. one that shows on BET where she, mm-hmm. domestic abuse one, and then the one with um. Is that Diary of a Mad Black Woman? Yes, that are absolutely. That was a Medea movie. That's the one where yes. Shamar Moore had braids. I don't know who that is. I don't know her by her name, but I know. No, Shamar Moore is a dude. Oh. Um, I don't know him, but <laughs> <laughs> I obviously don't know him. Uh, <laughs> but, was that the one with Taraji then? And then the one with Taraji. Oh no, I have seen the Tyler Perry. I of saw, course, I saw Acrimony. No, exactly, because, no, I saw that one. I saw that one because of the conversation surrounding it. Exactly. Where no, but this one was a case of who, it was. It was more of a who who was right in the situation, and so that so then I was like, okay, let me give Tyler. What's Perry wrong a in the situation? No, it, who was right? Who was wrong? Whatever. <laughs> and I was angry at everybody in the movie, <laughs> including Tyler Perry. And Tyler like, Perry was in the movie already, so he's the one that was wrong. Yes, mm-hmm. because like he, it's, yeah. sort of, it's sort of like crafting a story where it's like everybody is wrong. Oh God! But then it, but then he's smart about that because that whole thing was what drove the conversation about it, which is what drove people to go to see, go it, see it, like mm-hmm. myself included. And I was like, I don't think it was intentional. I, no, but no, because but then, in I, okay, favor. it might not have been intentional, but it was overwrought. It was like it, it was, was really overdone. No, because that's how Tyler Perry's movies actually go. Like uh, the woman, even when the woman <laughs> is a good person, she always ends up suffering the most. Either <laughs> you know, by going back to an abusive ass person or getting HIV. Oh, I don't want to spoil, but getting HIV. But the woman. <laughs> 
Okay, the end is that even the good women in Tyler Perry's movie they suffer. Yeah, That's he, the, yeah, he he talk alluded about to black that. pain. He alluded to that in <laughs> his acceptance speech at the BET Awards, where it's like he sees that his depiction of women in his movies had a lot to do with his mother and. I mean, we're not, that's a conversation for another year. Not the even. Woman always suffers. I yeah, tell you. Yeah, but that's that's a constant. That's what if they say Tyler Perry studying him in film school. That's the constant trope. Yeah. <laughs> black women, yeah. and they're often black women, always suffer. Whether they're good, whether they're bad, they always end up suffering. Which even brings me to the point: Why then be good? Because mm. you still like suffer. I mean, in the Tyler Perry multiverse, that there's a point there. But he also gave a lot of actors, actresses their break. Yes, and they pay, she, he paid them. And he paid them they were like what they were worth. Even so more I, than so what I, they were worth. So I feel like because they were low budget movies. And that's movies, why I would support they, him. They were low budget movies, but most of their budget went towards paying the actors. Actors. And now with this is Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta. Man, you know all the movies that are going to be shot there now? Right. Because like there was like a video of... I think Coming to America 2 mm-hmm. and the new Bad Boys movie were both shooting uh, in, all, in the studio. Oh, wow. So it was it was like a picture of Will Smith, mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence, Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. and Wesley Snipes all in the same. See? And I mean... So this is a prime example of just because you don't like, like the product, sometimes it's worth it to support the person because the person is giving people opportunities. Mm-hmm. But then it's like... What if I just okay? What if I just don't think the product is good, and I just tell you do better? That that's is fine. That is, that's that's okay. But I'm just saying that sometimes it's worth looking at the entirety of someone's product experience, what they're bringing to the table. And Tyler Perry, the movies might not be good, but it can start a conversation about why it's bad. So, but the thing about that is, I can have that conversation without giving you my nine twenty five. Or if you I go guess. to AMC on a Tuesday, I guess <coughs> pay I guess. five dollars and you know. But that's paid. like what I'm saying. But I wouldn't support canceling Tyler Perry. Oh no 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 oh no! But there See, are people who have canceled him because of acrimony. They canceled him because yes. They were like, enough. There's enough. There are people who like swear against, don't ever see his movies, don't okay, talk about so him. I, I before people might think that like that's like the camp I'm in. No, I just don't find the. The content riveting, or I'm just—it's mm-hmm. not my bag. The yeah, same way, the same way horror movies. I don't do horror movies yeah, at all. Do That's for movies. an entirely different conversation. But I'm just not going to see it. I like I'm not going to pay for that kind of entertainment. That's all. I'm not saying you shouldn't, mm. but there are other movies that if they come up, I might have that opinion of. Yeah. And then I know you called me bougie earlier, so we're gonna segue into. Nollywood and how it's mm-hmm. how it's sort of not I don't want to say mainstream because that sort of it sort of denigrates whatever market you're in in the first place. I'll say it has gotten into a broader market though, mm-hmm. with a lot of the content being put on Netflix. And this was just something that came to me recently where it's like, okay, a lot of Nollywood is on Netflix now. So what about like vendors like Iroko TV and stuff, like where they're prime Well Iroko TV at the moment are producing original content. Mm-hmm. Um, I know because he writes like a blog or whatever. And years ago, I think he talked about how hard it was getting paying filmmakers, you know, to buy like movies that are already out in the theater and stuff. So right now they're doing their own original content, okay. which is 
I mean, <laughs> no, that's it. No, the quality. It. I'm not the storytelling. I'm not sure, but he's offering a service for people who just enjoy watching Nigerian movies, and I cannot, I cannot knock his hustle. So, down. You, so you don't see like you don't see a parallel with the Tyler Perry situation, then? I do see a parallel, and that's why you bougie Nigerians, <laughs> okay? Well, are you, you, you bougie Nigerians are like, did you, know, you just I don't side watch, eye the camera? Yes. Okay. All right, all right. I don't watch Nigerian movies as some sort of higher status or, you know, a higher intellectual status. All right, wait. Can we put a pin in that it's real quick? Like, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Can we put a pin in that real quick? Okay. Is there any food that you don't like? Let me no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. No, wait, wait. Wait, wait. If you let me land, I'll explain to you how it's not the same. You've already strung together like six insults in the same sentence. Okay, so I don't go around saying, oh... Mm-hmm. I I don't like Nigerian Nigerian food, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. me saying I don't like this Nigerian food does mm-hmm. not contribute to a larger ass conversation about how an entire industry works. So, but 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 you you are the one who controls what you consume. Yes. Okay. So let, that's why I said let me land. Okay. Sorry. For example, years ago, before you know you. Bougie as Nigerian. It's, it's, how are you going to say I should like let you learn? Nigerian music. It was also like that where people Please, were like... Please, don't, don't be... Where, no, 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 no. People were like, Some of no, us I have been listening to Nigerian, Nigerian music, music since Junior and, and Pretty. Nah. What do you know about Junior and Pretty, okay? Yes, continue. Land. Okay, sorry. Look at his bougie ass talking to who, me about... What do you know who about Who are you talking to? What do you know? All you know is Daddy. All you know is David Do. Whiskey. All I know is David Do. Burner Boy. Uh, what's the other uh, one? He name? must be tripping. Olamide, that's all Guys, you know. he's drunk because he's been drinking wine. I don't know who he's talking to. Uh, why but are you I've switching? always Damn. been. Okay. Mm, okay. <laughs> Back Shit. to bougie ass Nigerians, I told you. So, then when I was growing up, there are certain people who like, I don't listen to Nigerian music, you know, as some sort of status um, to reach to. I didn't listen to Nigerian music. But because certain people like us. Kept, <laughs> oh, supporting, okay, yeah. kept supporting Nigerian Just in music than patting yourself on the back at the same time to what it is today okay Christopher okay Columbus. because we we're proud and mm. we promoted the, the, the music mm. it's the same thing with the movie industry mm. when you come out and say oh I don't watch Nigerian movies and some sort of because because it's not like you're saying I don't like this Nigerian movie. You're saying I don't, I like, don't Nigerian like any movies. Nigerian movie. That doesn't I, I make any as, sense. I see it as a genre. How like, is it a I genre? See it, I see it. I see it as the way the production is done, the acting. It's the not a genre because they don't. It's not. It's not just one. Wait now, okay. you, you landed after calling me bougie. You didn't let me land. You, you didn't let me, me land. You called me bougie forty-seven times. Mm-hmm. But it's like the acting, the storytelling, the budget, the. Even the way that, the, like, I don't even want to call it, like, cinematography, but just the way that the movies look. It's like, every time there's a, a, a club scene, the you have to hear the entire song throughout. See, this is what, you have, when last did you listen? You have to let me know. When last did you watch Nigerian music? You have to let me know. When last did you watch Nigerian movie? You have to, you have Okay, the last time I watched a Nigerian movie was, it was starring Liz Benson. How dare you? How dare you open your mouth in a conversation about Nigerian movies? And listen, there are certain tropes that are now stereotyped because there are movies who are deliberately, intentionally moving away from those tropes. So for you, who 
I know, hasn't watched a Nigerian movie in a long time. Tell me, oh, I have to listen to all the... How do you know? You haven't even watched a Nigerian movie in like this, this decade. This, the same way I haven't watched the horror movie since like 2003. Because I know what's going to happen. The Listen, black person is going to get killed first. Told you that's that's a gen that's a genre. No, and that's the you're same talking way. about a whole ass industry. Yes, that is this, and that's the same way I look at Nigerian. Like okay, no Nigerian know what's movies. Gonna, no, you know what's going to happen? The the, that the is husband, a stereotype. The husband is going to die. The wife is going to be is going to be seen as the person who did it. Then there's going to be a flashback of how she helped him when they were suffering. And then a pastor is going to come and they're going to pray. And then miraculously, like some poison is going to come up out of the food and it's going to look like a uh, green odor type thing. And I was like, you know I'm, what? I am so, f- I am so yes. insulted that he's probably yes. opening his mouth to decide movies that haven't even been, this movies, they don't even make movies like that anymore. Uh, this uh, is a 1998. No poison is miraculously coming out from no. M- ma'am. Okay. So have this, have, okay. Tell me this in Nigerian movies. Have they stopped sacrificing people for money? For certain Nigerian movies, yes. No, and if I say, okay, in Nigerian movies today, are they still sacrificing people for money? No, they are not. <laughs> you're lying. No, they are, are not. You are li- so because what does no, Kanayo do? What does he <laughs> do in his movie? What is Kanayo do? No what, more what, like what, that. What, what, like, what are you what, talking? What, if you see him in a movie, told you. If, if you see him in a movie, told it, you. no. If you see told him in a movie, is somebody getting sacrificed this, for told money? You, told you. No, just answer my question. Told you. This no. is not answer, fucking 1999. No. Answer my, answer my, answer my okay? question. If, this, this, no. this if a movie comes out on answer. Netflix, if this no. doesn't warrant an no. answer because it's very insulting to Nigerian movie makers mm-hmm. who are trying their hardest with the limited but and this is why i say black people you guys need to have empathy for the people who are actually doing the work i'm not telling nobody to to not watch it you're not even supporting and you're dead they're not making it for me because i don't okay but let me tell you let me tell you 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 know what speaking of empathy i do not see that whole thing whatever the story is does not appeal to me. Okay, speaking of empathy. Okay, okay let's even go back to those old movies. Mm-hmm. Okay, trying to story tell. People were doing the best that they could with the resources that they had. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now there are movie makers who are intentionally trying to tell good stories, who are going away from those tropes and making movies. And it's a disservice for people like you, who are not watching the movies, to then come out and be like, Oh, is the is the poison still coming out of the? You asked me why I don't watch it. But I'm not. I'm no, saying, I'm not. Why see, you don't watch it? It's not even relevant to today's work. I'm not even campaigning for other people not to do it. If anyone asks me, this is a conversation about preference and how people think that their preference happens in the vacuum. No, okay. there are things outside of that vacuum mm-hmm. that influences why, like you said, is because of things like Kanoyo, Kanoyo, sacrificing <laughs> people. Mm-hmm. But, but those outside influences have changed. I just want you to confirm. If you see him in a movie, is he sacrificing somebody? Just yes or no? I'm not going to warrant that with no, an actual I've answer. Answered, I've answered all of when your left, questions. Kind of your, kind of your uh, that's, not, that's not the question I asked you. Told you. That is not my question. Yes. Okay, fine. Even if... No, no, just yes or no. Even if... Okay, mm-hmm. someone was being sacrificed in the Kanayo Kanayo movie. I, I just, I this just, is what happens in Nigeria. I just, love. I just okay? want us to, the, to note that even that the sentence. And the even if someone Nigerians is being sacrificed, are dramatic. Okay, mm. that is actually staying true 
to what Nigerian people do. People, Nigerian people do think that sacrifices do give and them riches. I don't want to witness that. Is not, that so difficult? But, but that's what I'm saying. Not all movies do that. Oh, so we... we this so is an entire so industry. So there are different so genres. There's now. horror. You, you... <laughs> Listen to me. Don't try me today. <laughs> I'll be trying me. <laughs> no, okay? Mm-hmm. All men. Wow. Back to what I was saying. All right, okay. okay. <laughs> Back to what I was saying. There's an entire genre mm. of Nigerian movies, okay? Mm-hmm. There's romance, there is horror, there's adventure. Horror like there is... Agbarala. And uh, is that is that what you consider horror? How Nigerian else horror? is is that not horror? Okay. I'm never it watching that again. Your mind, I'm never okay? watching that again. That is horror. I haven't watched Nigerian horror since genre, there's, there's horror, there's adventure, there's even um, Adventure. There's even yes, adventure. There's Nigerian sci-fi. Yes, even that. Are you if sure you can, that you're not mixing why that with you? Oh, God, <laughs> let's just move on because you're ridiculous, guys. Seriously, okay. What would you said? There are people who are doing better, better movies. They're trying to be better, and the least that you guys can do is support. Okay, mm. at least watch King of Boys on Netflix. So okay, so now that you brought up uh, Netflix, what about the Nigerian movie, the one that was uh, that was supposed to be nominated for that they wanted to submit for Oscar consideration? That wasn't that good. That's why I didn't join that company. But that's what the Genevieve wrote to yesterday. It was it was it was okay. It was okay, just not Oscar worthy. So what was it? What was it about? <clears throat> what was it about the movie that you thought was okay? And what do you think limited it in terms of Oscar consideration then? What or why I think it sh- is not or just no no why no you no in your like why do you think it wasn't Oscar worthy because um the storytelling kind of stalled in places um if you've seen the that movies, was what Lionheart right yeah Lionheart but mm-hmm. the cinematography was good the acting was per- was great really yes okay. it was Genevieve it was um I believe it was Peter Peter Doce okay the yeah, one with was, the, he's the one with the quotes right yes he was mm. he was organic. They did depict. It wasn't a situation where there's always light. There was even a scene where they were having um, dinner. I be- towards that that decision, then like because it should have gotten a chance to be rejected on based on okay, this is not. Oh wait, so it wasn't. It was. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even. They said it wasn't, it wasn't even considered. Yeah, it was. It's not. Well, why? Do, so you're saying they should have gotten. <laughs> so you're saying they should have. Been given the opportunity to be denied. Is that what yes, it was the reason why they denied it. Mm. Do you understand? They said so, it wasn't. It so, didn't have enough. Right, so the, the press reading is the drama Lionheart is the first film Nigeria has submitted mm. for consideration for an Academy Award. Mm. The Academy mm. of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences disqualified it because it's in English. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was disqualified. So the thing is. The, the, isn't the Oscar for best foreign language film or something like that? Mm-hmm. That's what the Oscar is for, right? Yeah. So if the movie is in English, like, is there... No, is because, there... because based on the rules, yes, it shouldn't be qualified, but we're challenging why that rule is there for foreign movies because there are certain countries that, like Nigeria, that English is the main main language being spoken it doesn't but we're still a foreign like nigeria is a foreign country to... no but then so it's i suppose the reason why they're like unless they're just saying the best 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 non-american movie is that which is that what you'd rather hear because then british movies would then fall in that category as opposed to being 
So that's what the argument was that, mm-hmm. okay, so if you're opening it up to um, non American as opposed to non English. Exactly, then all these other countries will still qualify for it. Mm. But, you know, that's, <laughs> I guess that's going to be like the, what's that word when like you're the, something happens to you because you're just standing there. Well, I can't remember. Yeah, like, mm. like that. So, but the issue was that we should qualify for for that category mm. because we speak English. We're foreign, like compared to like a France speaking country, where the only difference is that they were colonized by the like the French. It's not fair to us because we're colonized by it's just that we're colonized by Eng- England or English people, whatever. But yeah, I didn't even. There's certain conversations, just like okay, I'm not. We've never been, we've never cared for the Oscars, so I'm not even trying to now care about the Oscars validating our work. Just saying. And the movie wouldn't have won anyway, but you know. Yeah, it wouldn't have won, and I feel like at this point we're we're trying to get African American stories or black stories away from even having to need Oscar validation. I don't even want Nigerian movies to fall into that trap of having to wait for that. So or okay, have, so, wanting that. So even so sort of status. Backing off of this then, what about when like the best international act wasn't wasn't an award that was given at the BET Awards. Like it was given pre show that's a black no, but then award. no. So, I'm, but I'm saying like it. No, I'm saying but best international act mm-hmm. until like three years ago. That award was never actually given at the award ceremony, right? Until I think Nigerian or African artists protested in a way. Yeah, but it's like so. We it's all like protested. every so it's like everybody's like on the outside looking in in a way, where it's like black folks are like not being given like their their work isn't being like acknowledged properly, and then here in award ceremony that is. Mm-hmm. fashion towards black people you have like the international award which is primarily south african uh ghanaian nigerian even some british artists fall mm-hmm. under that and then those people they're not even handed their award at the ceremony yeah and that's why we pushed back yeah so back. then so yeah. then it's like yeah everybody should be able to understand why because it's not even a matter of oh you, you shouldn't require that kind of validation you could say that, like, and that that sounds very good. And if you're like a, but in know. actuality, those yeah, like awards, it, yeah, those um, they, they affect they, your they, money, they, they bring in your prestige, your prestige, vis- visibility. Yes. They even mm-hmm. open you up to to be able to do collaborations with other people that you wouldn't have been like, who wouldn't be aware of you, and so it like, and these, that's why I would <clears throat> push for like a BET recognition versus an Oscar recognition. Because I do understand, and that's why I say I, I do understand people who keep calling out the Oscars. But at the same time, the Oscars is the Oscars is white. Is 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 a white like it's to benefit white people. And I I know I keep sounding like a broken record, white people, <laughs> white people. Mm. But like I would like I wouldn't waste my time pushing for an Oscars recognition versus a BT award because i know th- those are my people i want mm-hmm. i want you guys to recognize us i want you guys to know that we're doing this like this is my people these people i know it does affect your visibility your prestige and all that but it's just like can we move that can we try to move you know what an oscar would mean for a black actor in the industry well, okay so not even just an oscar <clears throat> not just an oscar in, like specifically but awards in general in general they so 
so these award ceremonies are generally like they're very masturbatory <clears throat> where they're like they're just people in the audience congratulating themselves yeah but it's like there's there's something that's very real about like the oscars bump where it's like once movies get nominated their box office rises right after that and then <clears throat> whoever wins those awards those movies they receive like a bump in box office as well so <clears throat> i can understand why people would want their movies to get that kind of recognition even if it means the the director the screenwriters the cinematographers the mm-hmm. actors whoever they also get like prestige they get they get uh they get sort of like i'll i'll use like jordan peele as an example mm-hmm. when uh get out came out he was the hottest name out there mm-hmm. so in terms of his prospects the next three things automatically the next three things he does mm-hmm. are going to get greenlit no matter what they are that's why us came out. He did uh, the Twilight Zone on CBS All Access, which was basically like CBS's streaming service, and it was all based around the Twilight Zone. So it's like, he, so he was like the main feature for an, a major network's streaming service. But don't you think it's because of like the publicity that they get after they get the awards? But that's so. That's what I'm saying. It's like mm-hmm. you can say like, oh, it's just white people. Uh, but that's why I said we're, we we. So, but this we're is we're able this to is about, shift that. But this, but then this Oscars. is, but then this is about awards in general. But the thing is, not awards because, in no, general. because the Oscar is the highest, right? Is, is the highest mm-hmm. in terms of film, just like the same way the Emmys is the mm-hmm. highest in terms of TV, Grammys in terms of music. Yeah. But the thing is, when we have the decision makers or the people making the decisions. And they're very homogeneous in that the demographics of that room is typically white male. Mm. It's like the diversity in thought is not there. So it's like if you decide, okay, you're going to continue giving them that authority, authority that is is self-fulfilling. Because like, okay, I think the Oscars are important. Therefore, I'm going to give the Oscars this power over deciding. Therefore, your movie isn't given Oscar consideration Therefore, you think it's a failure or whatever. And then the movies that do get that recognition continue to, to prosper. But the, what I'm saying is, for example, for the Oscars, I feel like, you know, the Oscars started in a time where we didn't have things like social media or like people who would drive your publicity without that. And then, you know, you get an Oscar and that's like puts you at the forefront of every conversation. But now we have different ways. We have Twitter. We have different social medias where we can put visibility on the things that we want to see even without the oscars so now the award now is just a prestige thing where about how how often how often because it's one thing to just uh share the videos or whatever oh i'm gonna go see this blah blah Mm -hmm. it's one thing to say that and another thing to actually go do it because if you look at the box office numbers for a lot of these movies Mm -hmm. it's like you see them, they get like millions and millions of views on Twitter and Instagram, or whatever. And then once box office comes out, the numbers are kind of lacking. And then the thing is with the... the but that's what I'm saying. The Oscars doesn't automatically give you that box office number. People actually give you that box no, yeah, office but then, number. But then because... the thing is, the fact that it's Oscar nominated, it's like, okay, it's like, you you see but the... Let's say you see the no, Oscar. I get what something. you're saying. Because it's... Oscar nominated people want to go see, but right. that's what I'm saying. If we take away the power from that, but then that's that's like taking say, like it's like it's 
it's like saying, okay, the Olympics. Like, how are you gonna know who the fastest person is unless they go there? They go and compete. Yeah, because like yeah. anybody can say that's the fastest person. Like, okay, you can say he's the fastest person in Illinois. He's yeah, the fastest person like, in Florida. Like, Oscars are not the only awards, though. But yeah, I, and yeah, I get not. it. For then, now, they then, are the they, top they, but, award. No, but it, even even in terms of prestige, well, in terms of the product itself of the Oscar ceremony mm-hmm. and the fact that it is it's placed on. It's on ABC, mm-hmm. so it's on network TV, mm-hmm. where the visibility is highest. The NAACP Image Awards. Mm-hmm. Do you know what channel that comes on? That's what I'm saying. I do get what you're saying. I get that they've been positioned in the right spot. You know, you can watch it. You know, like you're focused on these five, six movies. Now you're curious. You want to go see it because of that. But we're using the Oscars as a meter to judge certain things. Mm-hmm. But now we know... That the Oscars is not that good at judging the movies. So, like, okay, you say the Olympics, they have to compete to know who the fastest runner is. We don't have... With the Oscars, there's not that kind of reliability. And we've proven it. We've, we've so then, seen, so, like, okay, good so movies. Then, but then, if... We, but then, the thing is, for you to... Like, we're not going to listen to individual critics because we know how biased they can be. Right. Or sometimes they can just be flat out wrong. Mm-hmm. So if we have something that aggregates a bunch of critics, a bunch of experts, a bunch of voters, mm-hmm. that's typically what award ceremonies do. But the thing is, we only hear about the Oscars, Golden Globes, Emmys. I don't think so. That's, I think that's we the hear major- about... That's the majority. I think... I think I think I think tw- I think for me and I, I I keep bringing up Twitter, but I feel like Twitter is my Oscars. Like views, I know even if I don't know a movie is coming out, and I see a couple of people, the Harriet Tubman movie, I know it's coming out. Then I started to see people talk about it. It just started slowly, and I was like, okay, let me check what this was this about. And I read like some Twitter comments. I knew I didn't want to go see it from the Twitter comments. And I went and saw the reviews. And I was like, okay, I don't want to go see it. I don't need an Oscars for that for me. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like we as individuals, especially as black people, we need to move away from the Oscars because we know we're firsthand. We know we have firsthand experience that the Oscars does not do that job for us. Mm. You understand? They don't even do that job for white people (laughs) and white movies. So Mm. they definitely don't do that job for us. So we need to be conscious about that and be like, okay, we can get information from these various sources the Oscars is not what they claim it is. The value, what I'm saying is, is people that put the value of what the Oscars have. The Oscars award is not giving you some magical kind of, mm. you know, like traffic. It's people, the value that they put on the Oscars. And once that is taken off, once people realize it, and once people admit it, because people know it, people know that this is not a good meter to go by. But once people really actually admit it and be like, okay, this is, this is ridiculous. Because, after Oscar so I thought everyone's gonna stop watching the Oscars. No, no but then but then, the, uh, but then no it. but then the next year the Oscars was decidedly not white. It That's was, true. Yeah. A little bit. And then it went back to the But we all know how that. that goes, yeah. I mean even they, though even though since then Moonlight won Best Picture. Uh, even though they wanted to give it to what, what was the name of that? There was some controversy around it with the movie with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. I don't know. La La Land. Yeah. Oh. Okay. They, they announced they announced That's La La, La Land. And it was supposed to be Moonlight. Yeah, see? So even when black people win, they, they still have got to get it with an asterisk. Yep. All right, so we're going to take a quick break here, and then we'll be right back.
Take all my mind, take all the joy now Take me down, take all the love now Tie me away, burn me alive now Break me down right now Now you wanna lock me away, I'm winning You wanna add to my pain, I'm shining Now you won't come for my face I did it when nothing went not the same, no, no So why you wanna try me, just try me Welcome back okay. to what the you, show. What are you doing? My name is Precious again. Wabu oh. Go, and we're back. Okay. Are you are you done? We're back. Are you are you done? Yes. Okay. So now, it's the rapid fire questionnaire for the guests. And you know, just first thing that comes to your mind. Do you know the song Rapid Fire though? No, I don't know the song. By Santi? No. Oh my God! Talking. Oh. You sure you know Ma- ma'am, can we can we stay on, on right, topic, that's please? Fine, that's fine. Because I don't know a song. But listen by Santi. to it, Santi, Rapid Fire. I, is there are, are there any other recommendations you want to get off your chest? I'm just saying. You, you were talking about Thames earlier. You want to plug in for music for... too? Oh, guys, okay. Listen to a lot of Jules. He's a bomb ass producer, <coughs> and he releases really good songs. Melvito, Melvito mm-hmm. has a project out with Jules right now. Let me just go through. That was hype. That was like, that That wasn't like, a, that was, that was, I can't remember the freaking word I'm supposed to be using. See? It was rhetorical I, when I said, do you have any recommendations? But no, oh. you're actually going through oh. your Spotify. So, oh. no, go ahead. No, just, we're, we're already, we're already going down this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. You know what? Let me just stop for now. But listen to Melvito. Um, a lot of Adekone Gold. Um, I don't really actually listen to a lot of Asante. But you know, if that's your cup of tea, so you were him. just about to crucify. I me know that so, like the song is popular, okay? Like Naira Mali is popular. It doesn't mean that I listen to his all his music. 
So, but your thing was uh, you don't listen to Santi. I'm like, no, I said you don't. You don't know Santi. Do Rapid no, fire. I say I don't know Santi. I okay, don't know yeah, the song. Okay, the song. The no, song is popular, so no, you should know it. No, I, Lady Don Lee. Uh-huh. Okay, let's get on to her. Bez released a beautiful, beautiful body of work this year. Listen to that album, okay? Specifically, Beautiful As You Are. That's the song you should have put for your friend. Not Jesus. <laughs> What do you have against Jesus now? Huh? I don't do religion no more. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Topic for another day. Yeah. All right, so now can, can we get to the questionnaire now? And or, or? world. W-U-R-L-D. That's it, that's it. Okay, all right. Are we done now? Yes. Okay, all right. All right, so remember, just first thing that comes to mind, honestly, okay? Are honestly. you guys ready for honest, though? Okay. All right, first question. Have you ever been in a fist fight? No. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. In, in in primary school, but they, actually, they, I was bit. I would, they beat me real good. So I, I can't imagine why. I can tell you the story. Okay, I like to hear the story. Okay. So it's this very little ass boy, right? So these people that I called my friends. <laughs> it was Christmas as usual. Nigerians go to um the village for Christmas. This, my friends, like, this little ass boy, I don't know how we got to the conversation, but I was like, they were like, this boy can beat me. I was like, no, he can't beat me. This little ass boy cannot beat me. My stupid ass friends (laughs) set a fight Mm. between me and this boy, Mm. and this boy beat my ass. That's the that's the story. okay. Like, threw me on the floor and everything. Shit, damn. And they stood watching. Ah, why? What are they supposed to do? And they were supposed to be my fake cousins. You know, they, like they didn't want to make you cousin. a liar. They wanted to give you the chance to win. Boy, bye. Sorry. All right. Question two. If you had to lose one of your senses, which would it be? So, smell. So vision, hearing, smell, speaking, touch. Smell. Smell? Yeah. Even though that's the one that's most attributed to memory. Well, I don't know what smell. <laughs> smell. Because I can't do it. Let me not say because I don't want to put bad things out to the universe. But. Okay. All right. Mm. Uh, question three. If you could change lives with, switch lives with any one person for a day, who would it be? Beyonce. Why Beyonce? You wouldn't want to know what it's like to be a guy, any famous guy you'd like to switch lives with? The hell would I want to be? No. I want to know how it feels like to be scum. <laughs> you, you wouldn't like to know, know what it's like to, <laughs> to walk to around like night. a queen. You wouldn't want to know it's like to walk around at night or to get paid a dollar compared to 72 cents. No, with everybody Beyonce else. money, I can buy my own island and walk, and walk around, mm. you know. Okay. okay? All right. I've, mm-hmm. I've said multiple times who I'd be. I, I don't want to repeat that. Oh, sure. No, I said I'd be Rihanna. Yeah. I, I'm not going to get into that conversation again. You don't need to. I, it was, I understand. It was, it was very weird, and uh, people are looking at me funny now. But <laughs> 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 whatever. All right, question four. <laughs> This is the question I said I didn't want to ask you, but you 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 insisted. I didn't. You insisted. No. So would you <laughs> would you rather pee a golf ball or shit a bowling ball? The hell! <laughs> I thought I think you're about to ask me some grand ass question. What the hell is that? Hey, you got it. That's the question. Would you rather pee a golf ball or shit a bowling ball? That's the question. You you said you're shit a grown a, ass. Shit a, a, a bowling, bowling ball. ball. You'd rather shit a bowling ball. Yeah, because 
No, because... Yeah, I understand the logistics. That's why yeah, it's a tough it's, question. It's, it's really a small hole that the pee comes out, but like a, a little... Okay. Uh, yeah. That got... I mean, you asked the question. Don't... No, you were the one that was uh, hesitating. Did you know? You were the one so that was furrowing your brow. the details of the grueling shit that I have to share. <laughs> hey, man. If you want to wear a diaper, that's on you. That's fine. I mean, it's only one bowling ball. People put bigger things. Well, wow. Okay, let's get into that. So, what? Other <laughs> things, what things? What things are you talking about exactly? Okay, huh? What, what? What? No, you mentioned what? What? What things are you talking no, about? No, but exactly? I'm like. Mm-hmm. No. Both doesn't make any sense, but I think I would rather do that. Don't 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 pull me down too. Mm-hmm. Uh, most afraid you've ever been. When I was kidnapped. Wait, I'm sorry. What now? Mm-hmm. Could could you elaborate? Is that the... How can you say this? This is a rapid fire question. You actually have to think about this. You shit. you meant you had a very rapid answer. No, because I'm trying to think. Because I've been scared a lot in my life. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times, I'm considering if that's like. Um... You have lived. If being kidnapped is questionable, as the most scared you've ever been. Was that, it was, that, was that in Nigeria? Yeah, that was in Nigeria. Okay. But right. I don't think that's, that's not the most scared. This, the most scared I've been was I got into an accident here in the United States. And um, I I was scared that my license had expired. So it's fear for a different reason. Yeah, but that was the most intense. I think that's the most intense. But like the longest fear I've had was the kidnapping one. But it was my dad that kidnapped me, so it was. was... Okay, so we're just gonna walk past that one. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, do you have a New Year's resolution? I don't. I wish I do, but I don't. I just. Oh, you don't believe in them. I just want to be happy. Okay, and then the final. I do believe in it, but I just I'm not that disciplined. So maybe that should be a resolution. I did it this year. Oh, be more disciplined? That was your resolution? Yeah. And how did that go? I mean, I was better than last year. Okay, progress. progress. Okay. But um, hmm. there's still not work really to be a, done. a good skill to go by. Because hey. it was... Just to be better than yesterday. Zilch, but, you know, hey. it was better. Maybe okay. 2%, 3%, 4%. Yeah. But it was better. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I'll accept that. Yeah. All right, and final question. Uh, what three words would you hope people would describe you as? It doesn't funny. have it doesn't have to be like a set, it doesn't have to make a sentence. It could be three separate words. Funny. Okay. I want people to be happy when I'm around. That, that is that still under funny? And I want people to Ma'am, you no, know, you're supposed to just give me three words. This you're That's giving... words. Funny. Uh-huh. Happy and kind. I want people to describe me as kind. Do you think you're kind? I am kind. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. And I think that is just the perfect way to end this episode. Uh, uh, well, first of all, you uh, need to watch yourself. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're ending that. <laughs> listen, Toji brings out the worst in me. Let's okay. End Let's trying, end the episode. I'm trying so hard can we to end be the epi- good. Can in we this end podcast, the episode? But this. This this one here, okay? Like, wow. This one here keeps trying me 
all the time. What? Okay. But okay. When I'm not in his presence, I I'm re- I really try to be kind, and wow. I want the people around me to describe me as a really kind person. Okay. So that got intense at the end, but you know, because uh, you want to try me. Ah, okay, sorry, Thames. All right, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Well Actually podcast. Uh, thank you again to Precious for joining us. This mm-hmm. was interesting to say the least. See, uh, did you have fun? Uh, Am I your best guest yet? Uh, so I, I would like to That's thank my you. My rapid fire question, I, and you're not even answering it. What kind you of didn't, host are you? You. You, okay. Am I your best guest yet? Are you my best guest? No. But this has been the most fun episode. Okay. Okay. Take that. Right. Okay. Is this is your best guest. Who this was is the year guest? of, you know, submarine. Well, who was my best guest? So we had... But the thing is, different guests brought different things. And it, no, wait, wait. But let me let me give you a summary of each one. So I brought... The first guest was one of my friends who I've known the longest. Hmm. But it was... It was... It, it was a discussion about things where we had like differing opinions on things but it was like that was a friend of mine then the next guest was someone we just didn't see eye to eye on anything at all oh, wow. but that's why i had him on because i didn't want it just to be Who an echo chamber person? uh one of my friends Corey, uh, i actually went to high school with him so i didn't want this to just continually be an echo chamber where it's just uh-huh. people who agree with me over and over and over but so that, that i think the name of that episode was uh let's agree to disagree or something like that uh-huh. Then the following episode was with the Fatorotis. It was uh, JJ and his wife. Mm. So that one we actually had like a medical professional. That was when we discussed like TI. I watched whole, that one, I think. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. whole thing about virginity and the virginity test and mm-hmm. like how virginity itself is a construct. And mm-hmm. then the last one was uh, we had Joy on. She's a blogger and uh, like an empowerment speaker. So it was very... It was, was very, the episode with Joan? That's the first one I said. Oh, okay. That's my first like, friend. Oh, Joan is your longest friend? One of my longest friends, yeah. Oh, I didn't I, know that. Yeah, I've known him since 2002. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so Joy came on the last episode. So, it was like a lot of, like, she was giving, like, a lot of expertise in terms of, like, starting a blog or any mm. creative endeavor. And so, like, different episodes brought different things. So, like, some were more serious than others. Yeah. Some were contentious and then some and so yeah but this was definitely the most fun and probably because we're drinking wine but whatever it's <laughs> uh yeah no 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 but because you this is no because this isn't even i'm i'm not usually this expressive either so i'm not saying it's because of you like, whatever you don't have to you don't you don't have to start pointing fingers but anyway yes i like to thank you for joining me and to everyone who's listening uh please don't forget to subscribe rate and review and you can check out the videos on YouTube in case you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube. The Will Actually Podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look for the podcast page on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. And then we're going to try and do this again next year. Maybe. I don't know. It depends on how I feel. And it depends on whatever my resolution is. I haven't come